Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Mystery to Me podcast. I'm Anya Kane. And I'm Kevin Greenlee. And we love movies and television shows with a whiff of mystery. Mystery to Me will feature us riffing on murder mysteries, film noir, cozy detective stories, police procedurals, psychological thrillers, legal dramas, tales of teen sleuths, and more. Once we're done yucking it up about whatever we've just seen, we'll serve up our five-star final takes on whether it's worth your time. If you're offended by silliness, profanity, political asides, canine-related interruptions, and losers laughing at their own bad jokes, beware. Also note that some of the stories we'll be talking about are pretty dark, and in some cases exceptionally badly written. So content warning for murder, violence, suicide, torture, rape, racism, misogyny, homophobia, transphobia, and bigotry. If there's a movie or show you'd like for us to talk about, email us at mysterytomepodcast at gmail.com. Our show's take on genre is pretty loosey-goosey. So as long as your suggestion has some dash of mystery, we're interested in hearing about it. Spoiler alert! We're going to be discussing the entirety of this show or movie, spoilers and all. So if you want to be surprised... Press pause, go watch the thing, then join us for the show. Now that you've heard our spiel, go ahead and polish off those magnifying glasses and slip into your favorite trench coat. Let's get mysterious. What did we just watch? Well, Kevin, my heart, (laughs) we just watched Heart to Heart, specifically their Christmas episode, Tis the Season to be Murdered, which aired on December 16th, 1980, and was the fifth episode of their second season. So, 42 years ago, more or less. (laughs) Yes. So, so, uh, how did it hold up? (laughs) Well, I mean, it... 
Well, I mean, well, should, should we, what's the premise of this? Program? What is the premise of this program? And, and it's sort of interesting because uh, it has a similar premise to a franchise that we both love. Property that is near and dear to our hearts. I think we had a very different reaction to this one, though. Um, the premise is a wealthy couple solves crimes. They have a, they drink a lot, and they have a cute little dog. Sound familiar? Sounds familiar. What am I? What? 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 What does this sound like? The Thin Man. Yes, Nick and Nora Charles. Nick and Nora. Which is I, hashtag couple goals hashtag iconic hashtag I should stop saying that because it's not 2011 anymore. No. <laughs> but it, but this this uh, is a show that stars Robert Wagner and Stephanie Powers. Robert Wagner, of course, best known for uh, killing his wife. Awkward to be a crime-solving guy when you are most known for your association to the mysterious death of your wife. Uh, it's odd that uh, you're the one that sounds like the lawyer there. I just come right out and say it. You say, well, well he's you... associated with the mysterious circumstances. Well, you're an ornery little cuss, and once you think you're right on something, you double down. I myself have not researched the uh, death of Natalie Wood that Kevin is referring to, so I'm not going to come down on guilt or innocence either way. I know that uh, alcohol and boats don't mix. So, and how how do you know that from personal experience? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just you know, alcohol and water, just you know, not a good mixture, and uh, boats, yeah. Don't don't drink to excess, folks. It's not it's not good. Anyways, also Stephanie Powers, mm-hmm. uh, her uh, one of her romantic partners, also during the run of this show, also lost his life due to reasons related to alcohol. Uh, he hit his head on the floor while drinking a ton and bled out. Right. Talking about William Holden. Yeah, and it's like, and it's kind of like, kind of, it's like. Obviously, they couldn't help this, but like the premise of the show is like, "Hey, we're rich, we're fabulous, we're fun. Oh, we're drinking cocktails, aren't we cute?" And then, like, both of their partners died in drinking-related scenarios, and it's like, oof, kind of a cautionary, it's kind tale. of a that's dark, that's really dark. Yikes. Um. Anyways, so yeah, I've never seen this show before. Uh, it was on when I was uh, a youngster, and occasionally I would see a couple of seconds of it, just about as much as you could see before you could get up and change the channel. I That was the day before remote controls. <laughs> okay. Oh, you had to walk 10 miles in the snow to go turn off, turn off, turn the channel on the TV, right, Kevin? Yeah, this is not a show I'd choose to watch. Well, then why did you insist upon purchasing it at the antique mall? <laughs> I did not insist. You put your, you stomped your foot, raised your finger at me, and said, "Anya Kane Greenley, we're purchasing this. Don't you move another step." And I said, "But Kevin, this looks like ridiculous '80s cheese." And you said, "I won't hear such slander. It's a heart to heart after my own heart." And that's what happened. What's wrong with you? 
Oh, I'm just trying to make you look bad in front of the audience. <laughs> Gee, thanks. You're welcome. Yeah. If, if I recall right, uh, the show that replaced uh, this show on uh, on the network in the time slot was Moonlighting. And there was some uh, dream or episode of Moonlighting where uh, Max, it was like, what if Maddie had sold the agency, the detective agency on Moonlighting, what would have happened? And then the agency would have been taken over by the hearts, I think. And so we saw Max make a cameo appearance on an episode of Moonlighting. And that was as much heart to heart as I had experienced. That's a pretty funny, that's a pretty funny idea uh, for Moonlighting. Yeah, this I all I was all I, the only the, my first real like encounter with Heart to Heart was through you actually because we were watching the greatest event in television history where Adam Scott and Amy Poehler of Parks and Rec fame uh remake the Heart to Heart intro shot for shot and that was very funny because it's a very funny intro with all sorts of random shit happening and explosions and and you know the People running. I mean, we love that. Gotta love that. And and this weird, this weird knowing guy being like, "Hey, I'm I'm Max. I take care of these two. What the fuck? What?" And and unlike you, I'm not going to lie to make you look bad. But as we were watching the opening, you were like kicking your feet up in glee, and you said, "I'm loving this already." It was groovy. It was fun. It was hip. You said, "I could watch this forever." And then, unfortunately. The episode began. I don't know. There was something off about the pacing. It was just kind of slow. The episode? Yeah. The the tra- the, the, the the intro, rather. The intro was fast-paced and things are happening and it's kind of amusing. And it's like all these kind of ridiculous things packed in together. So you said something's a little bit off about the episode. Was it the total lack of sexual chemistry? The bad plotting? The awful dialogue writing? The wooden performances? Something like that? It was, you, said there was, you said there was something off. See, one, one or two of those things could make could make something funny bad. But having everything like that, it's like, ugh. If 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 they if they'd had a more frenetic pacing, I think it could have I think they could have pulled it off because it would have had the weirdness factor. Like there were so many moments that were on their own hilarious. <laughs> we'll get to some of those later, but then there'd be like some like dead zone of like you know it's like imagine you're in a roller coaster. And, like, you know, after every turn or after every twist, you know, you kind of just were, like, riding at a moderate pace on a flat track for a while. And, like, that's how this episode felt. It's like he- being married to me. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> I don't know. And it's sad because, you know, I, 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 like, I love The Thin Man. So, like, that kind of premise of, like, oh, what if The Thin Man was in the 70s? You know? And, like, that's good. Love that shit. But, you know... They didn't, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not bad enough. It's not good enough. It's in that mediocre mid zone that you don't want to be in. The episode begins with the hearts in a car driving down the streets of Beverly Hills with a big Christmas tree lodged in the back of the sports car. And they're talking about how this Christmas tree dealer in Beverly Hills has some sort of special deal that if you buy a tree from me, give you all the booze you want. And so Mrs. Hart took advantage of that deal and is obviously intoxicated. And then the couple engages in some grade Z minus banter that involves stuff like uh, Mr. Hart 
saying, oh, yeah, I'll be coming down the chimney. (laughs) (laughs) Sound effects provided by Kevin Greenlee. (laughs) And then, uh, inexplicably, they, even though it's the middle of the day, they go to a drive-in theater that is showing uh, Miracle on 34th Street, which, of course... Uh, famously stars Natalie Wood, who Roger, who Robert Ragnar would go on to kill. At least it wasn't the searchers. <laughs> I, did you? I that was one of those Christmas movies. Maybe you had to see it at a certain age, but like any time I caught a glimpse of Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street as an like as a kid, I'd be like. And, like, it's not like I had an aversion to old Christmas movies. I did not. I watched some really old random shit growing up that I loved. But, like, anytime I would catch a glimpse of Miracle on 34th Street, if I was, like, at a Christmas party or, like, over at my grandparents or something was happening, I'd just be like, fuck no. <laughs> not, absolutely not. Not at all. I mean, some courthouse drama involving Santa? Get, get, get Keep me the fuck out of this. I did, that just made me... I, I just... The concept bored me so much. (laughs) You love, like, Law and Order. You love Christmas. You love Santa. You love St. Nick. Santa, oh, you can't be Santa. Oh, he's crazy. Whatever. I don't, I, I, it doesn't, I don't care. But it turns out they're not there to see a movie. They're not there to see Miracle on 34th Street, the Christmas classic that everybody loves. Instead, they're there to meet uh, Mr. Carlin from the old Bob Newhart show, who apparently has become uh, an inept detective. But not for long. It turns out that Jonathan Hart, apparently he's made his millions by running a toy company. No, 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 no. You don't don't understand the premise, darling. I'll explain it for you. So, so condescending. Yeah, it's okay, darling. Don't, 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 don't busy yourself. Don't worry yourself. <laughs> so what happens is Mr. Hart is a mega millionaire, mega billionaire, whatever. He owns a conglomerate company known as Hart Industries, which has a number of different subsidiaries, which all are across industries, and that gives the show the ability to have his business interests be varied and diverse and have him get into whatever kind of predicament you know, if he needs to own a newspaper, he can own a newspaper. If he needs to own a toy store, he can own a toy store. If he needs to own some, like, resort, he can do that. So that that's basically what that is. So and, the Mrs. Prim- and Mrs. Hart is a freelance journalist. So the, the premise is so elastic that basically it's meaningless. I, he can I, be a I, newspaper I, man. He can be Willy Wonka. He can be anything at all, depending on whatever the writers. I don't have a problem with that. I think that's that could be fun, although I don't really it's like. It's not apparently. I don't really like the glorification of a bunch of billionaires. Like what? Like, come on, very, very, very '80s vibe here. Very Reaganomics. Oh, don't worry, our mystery solving will help the wealth trickle down. I mean, so it's like Donald Trump and Ivanka. Yeah, and so I, I'm very skeptical about that, but I, I appreciate an elastic premise, especially in a mystery show, because that could be fun. The, the problem with this show is, is in my opinion, not the premise. It's how it's executed. It's it's uh it's it's everything else. Um, in terms of okay, so yeah, so they they so have, Mr. they own a toy company. So Mr. Carlin has apparently, at Jonathan's behest, been investigating because there's some sort of big security leak at this toy company, where apparently a very cutthroat industry. 
this toy company is coming up with toys that are then being made by other manufacturers. And so Mr. Carlin holds up a very crudely made cheap plastic horse. And so this looks like one of our horses, doesn't it? That, that we make at our toy company. Well, guess what? So somehow another toy company got the idea to also make a horse toy. How can that be? That's pretty suspicious, huh? Our competitors are horsing around. And I'm, uh, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin says nay to my jokes and <laughs> my puns. You talk yourself hoarse with his nonsense. <laughs> wow, we're really sounding like the hearts, lifelessly delivering uh, silly puns. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, I'm going to get the, the goods on these horse thieves. Just give me another couple of days. So Jonathan Hart says, fine. He gets in his car and drives off. And then the best scene in the episode happens. And I was really excited because I'm like, if we get more of this shit, we're golden. This is going to be the goose that laid the golden egg. I'm so excited. So Mr. Carlin gets into his car and it turns out that he has in his passenger seat a heart toy product called Snake in the Grass. <laughs> <laughs> Because what child wouldn't want that? Like a little patch of of grass that hides a snake. What happens? I don't even know how to describe it. (laughs) Okay, so the box starts playing that like racist uh, like snake charmer song. And a real snake? No, it's not a real snake. What? Oh, I missed that. A fake snake pops out. I thought it was a real snake. I guess I'm an idiot. And the snake bites Mr. Carlin on the leg. <laughs> how would you descri- how would you describe <laughs> Mr. Carlin's reaction to being fatally poisoned? Paint a picture. Uh, he, he looks like he's having an orgasm. <laughs> oh my god! Look, it's awful. <laughs> I just imagine the guy being like, "Okay," and then I just close my eyes and slump over, and the director being like, "No, I want to go for something a little more bold. This is heart to heart. This show is all about the sex." <laughs> I want you to look like you're angrily screaming, but silently. (laughs) Throw your head back. Just get nuts with it. (laughs) I just hope this man's wife and children never saw this episode. How embarrassing. (laughs) And I'm sitting here like, this guy's like having a like. Sex face while dying of a snake toy. This is the best show ever. I'm so excited. What other crazy shit are they going to do? Weren't you excited at this point? And I mean like excited, excited. I don't mean sexually I don't. Shut the fuck up. I, shut up, you I love your asterisk, your hastily added asterisk, your hastily added addendum. 
I mean, all I can say is I was there. I saw it. <laughs> I saw how you reacted. I was just regularly excited, as in enthusiastic about the program. Nothing else. Nothing more. <laughs> Why don't we move on? Yeah. God, this fucking Jesus. This um, the show gets just goes downhill from there. So they talk to their nerdy employee. They go undercover as, I guess, Hill. Very strange. You're, you're jumping ahead here. Oh, well, what am I missing? So they talk to one of their employees, and somehow they decide what we need to do is go undercover at the toy company where everybody knows us. And by going undercover, the toy company will somehow find the security leak, the person who killed mm-hmm. Mr. Carlin. And so, obviously, the person to go undercover should be us, who everybody knows. In really loud wigs with very loud personalities. Yes. uh, Jonathan Hart basically dresses up as Mr. Brady from the Brady Bunch with the addition of, like, a little bit of a mustache. And a southern accent, I guess. Very poorly done southern accent. And Mrs. Hart is wearing, like, a platinum white wig. So, I, I don't know what stereotype that's supposed to be, but it, it was very strange, and they're just very loud and calling attention to themselves, which in general feels like sort of a counterintuitive move when you're going undercover. Also, don't they have employees for this? And, and also... Well, honestly, I'm not even going to criticize that, because you know what? It's a detective show. You're going to always have to kind of do... In a, in a serialized story in the 70s, I'm going to expect some... Or 70s and 80s, I guess. I'm going to expect some contrivances when it comes to getting the characters to do things. But it's just it's just obnoxious, and it goes on forever. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be very funny, and it's not. And the, the disguises are ridiculous. And imagine if, like, Jeff Bezos one day went into the offices of Amazon, uh, their inner sanctum, one of their board meetings where everybody knows him, and he's just wearing like a bad wig, <laughs> and he's and he's doing like a really bad Southern accent. Hey y'all, I think people. My would, name's Beth. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> people would just assume he wasn't well. <laughs> it would be a big scoop, and also their names are Mister and Mrs. Swan Number. I I I, didn't, I may have misheard it. It didn't make any sense though. And this toy company, we're supposed to imagine that they're, they're so innovative, they're so cutting edge that people are literally killing to get an advanced look at their designs. And so when Mr. and Mrs. Hart go undercover as the swans, the first thing they do is play Pong, which, in case you don't know, is a very, very crude video game that's very, very basic. I believe it came out in like 1972. And this was done, this episode was done in 1980. So even by 1980, that was old news. That was very old news. Yeah, I mean, God, you're just, that is the nitpickiest thing I've ever, like, there's so much wrong with this episode, Kevin. There's a feast before <laughs> you. And you're like, oh, geez, that's, you know, that, that, that video game wouldn't have been cutting edge. <laughs> It'd be like if they did something about the internet today and they, they'd, oh, look here, this MySpace thing looks kind of interesting. You're seeing the trees, man. I want you to see the forest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, 
and 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 so if this also sounds like uh, an episode of Undercover Boss to you, which is a show alleged reality show that has a similar premise nowadays, where executives go undercover and work with their employees to see how everything's going, you know, then, uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is sort of a similar thing. Uh, even more stupid. It reminded me of the SNL parody of uh, Undercover Bosses where they have Kylo Ren going undercover in the Death Star. And then one guy's like, oh, I know that's Kylo Ren immediately. And then, of course, the bad guy in this knows the hearts who are not who they say they are immediately because somehow he bugs them. And so then he decides, well, what I'll do is there's a game that's similar to the old game Simon where you have to push a, but, a bunch of numbered, uh, colored lights. It's not really interesting. He puts, he goes to a secret room where in the toy company where there's a big box labeled explosives. <laughs> and, and apparently it's not really much of an explosive. No. I mean, let's be honest. Well, they're for kids, you know, you gotta, you gotta tamp them down a little bit. And so he puts them in this toy, which is then given to the hearts. And so the hearts take it home and they start playing with the toy. And as they play with the toy, they also do kind of like a little bit of a stand-up comedy routine where uh, Mrs. Hart says, oh, are these supposed to be toys for kids? Oh, I thought they were toys for kids until I started reading the instructions. Kevin was rolling on the floor laughing. (laughs) I'm sowing the seeds. Because I, this, I'm sowing the seeds for everyone that you're a secret huge heart to heart fan. <laughs> because what a humiliation <laughs> that would be if people thought that about you. Well, at least uh, I reacted to a gentleman. I at least I reacted <laughs> as a gentleman during that one person's death scene. Well, you got so excited. I was laughing. You were so. <laughs> excited i was gonna tell you to go back and and pause it so i could take a photo of it for our episode art and you were already in the process of doing so so i think you got pretty excited too (laughs) oh man uh and also let's just talk about you know let's let's do some murder plan critique here you know not to be a murder morning quarterback but i mean this is (laughs) a murder morning quarterback (laughs) Well, let's stop and analyze that. No. A murder morning quarterback. You know what I'm saying. Do I? Yeah, you do. Don't worry. Just just enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. You criticize me for talking about Pong. <laughs> I'm not criticizing anything right now. I'm just going to say. You're making up phrases. That's what I do, baby. Now, I'm going to tell you. Okay, so, okay. I'm stealing plans. I'm doing corporate espionage, which is a white-collar crime, and therefore it's not really taken super seriously in the United States. I mean, you could get in trouble, but you're not going to, you know, you're not going to do hard time for this. So then to cover that up, I'm going to murder somebody. Literally murder somebody. Going to murder them with a fucking snake toy that can be traced back to me. Easily. Easily. And then when my boss's bosses show up in che- in cheap, poorly thought out disguises, I'm going to send them home with a bomb 
that can immediately be tied back to me. If they survive, they'll know I did it. And if they die, then there's going to be a huge fucking investigation into this because this man is apparently like the richest man in the universe and has this huge company at his disposal. And where's the thinking? Frankly, you sound a bit like a murder morning quarterback. That's what they call me, folks. My brand. (laughs) MMB. Uh, And can we talk about what happens? The bomb inside the toy goes off. But it's just slightly more powerful of an explosion than when you light a sparkler. (laughs) Because Mr. and Mrs. Hart aren't harmed. Uh, Their little dog is not harmed. He's like a couple inches away when the bomb goes off. Uh, there's a little bit of a mess. I've seen you make more of a mess just stumbling out of bed in the morning. <laughs> I, I've i seen you make more of a mess when you put too much firewood and kindling in our fireplace and flames were literally like reaching out of the fireplace at us. That seemed more threatening than this. Flames were literally reaching out well, towards you, whatever. us. Whatever. <laughs> I couldn't think of <laughs> words for a second. It's late at night. I've just watched Heart to Heart. <laughs> We're approaching midnight on uh, the midnight that will mark your, your birthday. So happy birthday to Kevin. Yay. I'm very old. <laughs> no, you're just, you're the birthday boy. We love him. <laughs> birthday geezer. Shut up. I'm just a little bit older than Anya. Exactly. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. So, oh, let's also talk about Let's go back to the the murder morning quarterbacking for a second. So this engineer guy, this guy who is building this robot toy that's so hot that people are killing for it, he goes and meets with his handler from the opposing toy company, we later find out, at some sort of retail store. It looks sort of like a grocery store because there's like cookies in the background, but there's also toys. And who is who is this this leader of the rival toy company? Do he look familiar to you? Nah, he's a mustache guy. Never heard of him. Who is it? 
Did you ever watch uh, a little program called Star Trek? Yeah. Harry Mudd. Oh, what the fuck? Harry Mudd. So Harry Mudd runs this rival toy company and he's wow. putting out hits in order to get the hearts really unique plans for a plastic horse toy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and a walking, talking robot. Yeah. Robbie the Robot Baby. So Mud is meeting, Mud in his infinite wisdom is meeting uh, this this uh, corporate spy in a public place surrounded by witnesses and, and has the brilliant, what does he do with the money that he's passing so, so on? So he wants to pay uh, the evil guy from Hart's toy company a lot of money. And so he's going to pass him this money basically in a board game, a Monopoly board game. Because he opens it up in the store and he shows him that it's full of money. And so basically this means like he, he got up that morning, <laughs> he goes to the toy store, he buys the Monopoly game, he takes it home, he removes all the play money, probably just tosses it in the fireplace. And he puts inside a bunch of real money that he carefully reseals the box and surreptitiously sneaks in this big board game into the toy store without anybody noticing just so he can pass it to his, his henchman who I guess then has to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, you can't just walk out of the store with the merchandise. Oh, okay. Have to do like the Nicholas Cage and national treasure routine with the, you know, sneaking out the real declaration of independence. It seems like an awful lot of work. You could have just met in a car in a parking lot. In the parking lot outside. Yeah. It, it's not, I mean, it. this is perhaps the worst dead drop. Not, not even really a dead drop. Sort of defeating the purpose of a dead drop that I've ever seen in fiction. But that's just me. Murder morning quarterback. You're going to be giving me shit for that phrase later. Uh, guess can, what? It's well deserved. I can see it in your your, your eyes are getting a twinkle. <laughs> so then, um, can I just skip ahead? I mean, then uh, the engineer tries to kill the hearts with a toy plane that can somehow fire bullets. See, the, what's odd is... That sounds fun, but it's not. <laughs> it's not... The, the toy plane is flying around... Above the hearts. This and, goes on for five hours, by the way. And there's like little lights on the wings that turn on. And when the lights turn on, some really unconvincing sound effects of gunfire. And so are we supposed to ma imagine that these, it's actually firing tiny little bullets? Because obviously the, the is not big enough to fire full-sized bullets. So is this like firing like little pebbles at them? Yeah, it seems like maybe you'd get nicked a bit, but like so that's like a minor inconvenience at best. Yeah, it it didn't it didn't seem possible, and I'd be more inconvenienced if like a, a car goes by and like splashes a bit of water on my shoe. So like a plane from a distance of like ten twenty feet might fire little tiny pellets at me. It it seems like not a big deal, but they're acting like it's going to kill them. 
And and again, but then Mr. Hart. I want to stress though that there's like five hours of this footage of the plane going, and then be like, let's get on this side of the car to hide because their car is broken down. And then and, and intercut with all of this, there's lots of shots of the hearts, which looks like it was shot in a studio on another day. Whereas they're they're like standing in the background is just like white. It's 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 very very boring. And again, when you say a, t- a toy plane is trying to kill these people, that sounds fun. Like that sounds like maybe a toy plane just drives up and explodes in front of them. Okay, that's fine. And then it's over. You don't need to drag this out. This, oh. How how is this this sequence? How does Mr. Hart save the day? Yeah, this gets surreal. So Mr. Hart steps up, points something at the plane, presses it, and the plane blows up. Gosh, Anya, what does he point at the plane? Well, it was actually the garage door opener. How did he know that would work? Well, as he tells Mrs. Hart, had to be good for something. Never did work on the garage. Huh? <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Oh, I, I, let's just move on. That's just too stupid. That's just too stupid. I mean, like, there, he's the CEO, apparently, of a toy company. could have just, what if he, what if he grabbed a slingshot earlier in the episode and then put it to use? So there's, like, a setup and a little payoff. Maybe he talks about in the, in, in the setup, oh, I used to always play with these as a kid. And then Mrs. Hart could be, like, making fun of him. Oh, you were a juvenile delinquent. Then he, then he, then he Murder morning it. quarterback. That's what I am. I I can't help it. It's a problem. I have my therapist and I are trying to work through it. <laughs> Jesus. Um. Then there's this whole thing. Well, their butler also goes un- undercover. Yeah. He doesn't even wear a disguise. Max just shows up. Just a working class Joe. That's it. He's a custodian now. And does he get? Okay, so one of Max's big things is he's going to temporarily steal some blueprints for this robot toy and they're having for a couple hours back at the heart residence at which point first of all couldn't jonathan hart have just gone in there and said you know i'd like to have those uh, blueprints to take home tonight to examine yes he owns the company he has every legal right in the world to those blueprints that's true so why is he having his butler take on an extra job is posing as a janitor in the holiday season where he might want to like visit family or something family and friends making him pose as a janitor to steal something that mr hart could just have messenger to his home a true evidence is scrooge i don't know and also then there's this whole thing so they get the blueprints they take them home and then they make some alterations in the blueprints and then they return the altered blueprints and then apparently they're stolen by the bad guys who within hours use the blueprints to manufacture a prototype that's now comically flawed they from the this happens i can't stress enough that the manufacture of this prototype from these blueprints takes is like a couple of hours and surely it would take more time than that. I mean, it feels like a couple of hours to the audience. So, <laughs> yeah, it seems. And and again, people, people have people have been murdered over a fucking toy robot. So just think about that for a second. And so, Mister Hart says, you know, when they they realize what we've done, they're going to come back to the office in the middle of the night. 
So, so wife, honey, let's go to the toy company in the middle of the night just to see what happens when they come back. And I'll tell you what, I'll dress as Santa Claus and you dress as a, a sexy elf with uh, malformed ears. And she says, yeah. If I had a dime for every time I heard that from you. <laughs> <laughs> she says, sure, that sounds pretty good. You know, some wives just want to be supportive. Well, I wouldn't know. quirky husbands. Oh, you wouldn't know? Is that right? <laughs> you were just boasting about how you're going to use our platform to humiliate me. Well, you know, you but making people it. Making people think that I love heart to heart. See, that I was put on quite a display in the antique store. This is what happened at the antique store, guys. Okay, we went to the antique store today. Or, you know, like this is going to be aired, you know, a few weeks after we recorded but we went to the antique store and we were in one section and we found this heart to heart dvd for season two for a dollar and <laughs> kevin comes up to me and like, we have to get it that's not what i said well you said something like oh should we get it and i was like obviously it's a dollar and then we want and then we got up to the cash register and then this man at the cash register made kevin go back with him to the section <laughs> was in, like led him away and like Kevin comes back looking all defeated with the guy, and it's because it was actually three dollars, not one dollar. <laughs> and then it was like at that point we'd been through so much that we just had to get it anyways. <laughs> Humiliating. What an ordeal! It was an ordeal. You looked so sad coming back with this guy, trailing behind him. What was that all about? Like you were chastised. I don't know. It's like the old joke about how if you like if you're a teenage boy and you buy a condom, they like do a huge price check and tell the whole world about it. I'm buying a heart to heart DVD, and it just causes a huge commotion. Huge the whole store knows about it. The guy looks at Kevin straight in the eyes, like, "Sir, is this the DVD you wanted?" <laughs> <laughs> and then the woman who was being it was the nice cashier. Oh, and then it was wild because behind the register, the, this other woman. It was like, just give it to them for a dollar. And the guy was like, no, Cheryl, <laughs> it's three dollars. <laughs> and she's like, whatever. Like, she was like, people were fighting about this. People were getting into fights over this fucking thing. And then the cashier lady was just like, oh, it was like, what did she say? Oh, she's like, oh, let's look through it just to make sure all the DVDs are there. So everyone's kind of getting in on this heart to heart action. Totally embarrassing. It was awful. Low point for us as a couple. <laughs> And then we come and we actually watch an episode. We're spiraling. We need help. <laughs> this is a cry for help. Jesus. <laughs> and actually, I think at this point in the episode, I looked at you and said, how long are these? Because it felt like we've been watching this for like two hours. <laughs> yeah, really. And we we're like 35 minutes in. Really did. Maybe there's some fun episodes that we haven't seen, but this wasn't. Well, one we're not going to watch another one. Well, I mean, we gotta. Do we? We, we spent three dollars on this. <laughs> we gotta at least give it another chance. Three dollars. Our life savings. Three dollars is nothing to a man like me. Oh, right. Oh, you falls out of my pocket every day. Oh no, he's doing his Mister Hart cosplay. <laughs> I think I said you would like the uh, Wagner was re wearing this like ridiculous turtleneck suit combination on the DVD cover, and I think I said very loudly in the store, Kevin, why don't you dress like this? <laughs> yes, yeah, she did. She actually said that. 
Kevin walked away. <laughs> Left me stranded in between all the <laughs> antique slots. Didn't know such a crack would uh, damage our marriage. <laughs> One day you're going to wake up or, you know, you're going to like, you're going to come back from doing something and I'm going to have like a, the Stephanie Powers uh, perm going and, and be wearing some ridiculous 70s outfit and, and be running in the backyard with Lanny. We're running away from an explosion and you're just going to sigh and get back in your car and drive away. <laughs> just never be seen. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be like that guy they found recently, like living in Boston, who'd been a fugitive for years. <laughs> just, just go under an assumed name. Oh, I'd never leave you, baby. Oh, even if I took our the, took the heart to heart jokes too far. <laughs> Jesus. They have a dog, and they talk about the dog a lot. And the dog, there's sound effects of a dog barking occasionally, but the dog doesn't really seem to have any personality. Yeah, like Asto is a star. Yeah. I don't even like they, you know, you have to, you have to have like a dog trainer and like get the dog to do stuff. If you want the dog to have a personality in the show and it just didn't feel like there was that element. It's a cute dog, but it doesn't do anything. But why have the dog in the show if you're not going to do anything? But if you you don't have the time to train the dog, you know. Or or if you don't want to take up time focusing on the dog, you know, then don't have the dog. I, I agree. So how, so this, okay. So they dress up, they dress up as Santa and an elf. Uh, the there's a scuffle. The executive holds them at gunpoint. Then it turns out some random secretary, who I guess we forgot to mention until now, is also a bad guy. Oh, and also it turns out that uh, earlier, also in in this this toy company, there is some sort of uh, shredder suite or shredder suit shoot a shredder shoot. Are you okay? And so at one point, uh, the guy that's tried to kill the hearts, an unseen figure pushes him down the uh, shredder. And I want to be clear. This thing is, like, huge. This thing is, like, a little, like, like, I'm surprised no one's fallen in this yet and and caused a huge lawsuit. And it's like this person, uh, the guy who was killed, is standing, like, a couple of feet in front of it. And we, we get a focus on him. And he says, oh, hi, bad guy. I'm going to do exactly what I said. You don't need to worry about me. And he starts like backing up slowly. And then it's like he throws himself into it. Whoa, whoa. Stupid. As you say, then later on, after she, it's the secretary, I think, that kills him. Yeah. And then there's. And she reveals herself to Mrs. Hart, Mm. takes a gun from her. What the fuck? (laughs) You perv. Interesting how we throw that word around after we watch that one scene. Oh. And we saw how we reacted to that. Now you're wanting a, a, a woman in a ridiculous elf costume? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I'll also note when the secretary is fighting Mrs. Hart in his ridiculous elf costume, and I'm just sitting here on the couch wishing for death, Kevin says, cat fight! <laughs> nice. What a gentleman. I'm nothing if not a gentleman. Yeah, sure. Sicko. It was one of these fights. The, the women were fighting and also the guys were fighting. It was one of those that's fights. What, that's usually a you know Saturday evening for us. <laughs> Just go fight another couple. <laughs> that's how our double dates always end. <laughs> it was one of those fights where 
the the people fighting would like pull away from each other. You'd see close-ups of their faces. <laughs> and then we go to a wide shot where their faces are obscured and suddenly they're fighting again. So it's a really bad use of stunt doubles is what I'm saying. Yeah. Do you think that we could take other couples in a fight? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Who Do you think we'd take uh, the hearts? They're pretty old. Especially now. I think I'd be, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I have, on the one hand, I think I could get really unhinged very quickly. But the downside is that I don't have, I, I bite my nails, so I, I don't have really good scratching powers. And that's kind of a big deal when you're a lady. That's like a big, you know. You've often told me that you feel you could defeat me in a fight if you were not concerned about having children later with me. That's true. I, I think I, if I was, if it was no holds barred, just a complete smackdown, and for some reason we didn't, we hated each other, we didn't care, I think I would win in a fight. So then you could take on another couple. Yeah. I you think. wouldn't care if you made another. Well, how, would, how do you think you would do? I'm pretty tough. Are you? <laughs> you show them some, you teach them some chin music. <laughs> I would teach them some chin music. <laughs> you don't think I could I could defeat another couple? I mean, sure. I mean, I I just I I want to gauge your confidence. That's a big part of it. Uh, do you think you could take the, the two of us could take on say Dom and Letty? Oh no, 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 no! Dom and Letty would kill us. What are you talking? Have you seen those movies? Give me a couple that you think we could take. I think we might be able to take the hearts. Now, are we talking about the hearts as they were in the 70s or the hearts as they would be now quite elderly? No, in the 70s. In the 70s. We're not going to fight some older people. That's just mean. That's what we did last weekend. Oh, yeah, I know. But we're not going to talk about (laughs) that because of the pending litigation. (laughs) So are are the hearts like our safety couple that we definitely can take? Or is that a reach? What's a reach that you think we could do? But go either way. I don't know. Throw some couples at me. Some uh, fictional couples so we don't sound like psychopaths. Uh, Nick and Nor. I wouldn't want to fight them. They're cool. Uh, the Hardy Boys? They're not a couple. They're brothers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now who's naive? Uh, Nancy Drew and Ned Nickerson. Oh, we could kick. Okay. So if we're talking about 1970s, Nancy Drew as Pamela Sue Martin and the nerdy Ned Nickerson from that same TV show. She could kick my ass, but I think you could kick his ass. That's the trade-off. So you're saying it's going to be a draw. Yeah. But I think, I think, I think you could, I think you could kind of force things to, you know, I think you could get enough of an, I think I would hold my own with her enough that you would kind of be like, okay, we won basically. I think that that would be my call. Okay, now you name a couple. I I think we could beat up Jim and Pam from The Office. How do you think that fight would go? Pam seems weak, so I think I could take her. I think Jim would be easy because he keep on like mugging for an invisible camera. Exactly, get get him to look at look that away with some camera. Boom. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> I'm glad we've had this conversation so we could figure out where we stand. 
it's not interesting or funny. It's just just keeps happening. Yeah. Just that's a heart to heart episode for you. I think you described it best when you said it's insane without being at all entertaining. <laughs> so, anyways, the hearts get the better of this couple, and it has a stupid ending because then uh, the secretary pulls a gun. And, she, and, and ha, she's taken the gun that the hearts brought into the office and pulls the trigger, but it just has one of those, like, bang signs that comes out of it. Ha, ha, ha. Guns aren't toys. Ha, ha, ha. Blah. And then uh, they make their butler dress up as Santa. And, uh... And, and, and they celebrate Christmas. <laughs> Man, and I know that's what we'll be doing for Christmas, too. <laughs> Making our butler dress <laughs> 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 these people, they're adults. It's not like they have little children that they're trying to entertain. Oh, and then I guess he says, oh, I'm going to go do this for a charity. I, they threw some line of dialogue in there to try to explain it, but it was just, it was, the whole thing was odd. And the butler was kind of a fascinating, charismaless performer. Yeah, what the hell was that? Every line reading he gave was very flat. Everything's the same. I'm always talking like this. <laughs> <laughs> What's your five-star final take on Tis the Season to be murdered? Last Christmas, we got heart to heart, but the very next day, I think we'll give it away. Thanks for listening this week. I'd like to give a special thanks to Kevin T. Greenley, who's no relation to me. He's the guy that composed the great music for this podcast, and you can find him on the web at kevintg.com. You can follow us on Twitter at mystery to me. That's mystery underscore two underscore me underscore. And at mystery to me podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And you can always send us recommendations and feedback of any kind at mystery to me podcast at gmail.com. We're not teens setting up hotmail accounts in the early 2000s. So all of those spell out two as T O. Thanks, Thanks so, so much, much for, for listening. listening.